0: There is never a dull moment in the lively Ruggles family. Seven children, three girls and four boys keep Mr. and Mrs. Ruggles busy with all their adventures and strife. From red-haired Lily Rose to prize-winning Baby William, the seven Ruggles children are experts at seeking out fun and mischief and always enjoying the simple pleasures in life. Hello and welcome back to Books Are Back.
1: I'm Marisla. And I'm Catherine. I'm Ursula's mum. And today we will will be
0: reading The Family
1: from One End Street by Eve Garnett. Well, welcome to the show. Um, Books are Back is a podcast where we talk about books that I read when I was a child and I remember enjoying. Ursula reads them in time for the discussion. I don't read them again. Um, And we talk about whether my memories are good ones and what she thought of some books that me be a bit old-fashioned particularly this one i so what did you think i loved it did you yeah i chose this book because i remember um enjoying it when i was a child what is that kind of the point i, I, I always <laughs> say that don't i i always yeah. say that it's just a it's a it's a verbal take it's a way of collecting my thoughts what can i remember about it i remember the the kind of vibe of the one-ended street, I feel like that's like a, a street of all, like, terraced houses. It's like a dead end. Um, everyone's living quite um, cheek-by-jowl in uh, the street. I remember the laundry. I think that Mrs... I'm calling her Mrs Ruggles. I think it's Ruggles. Um, Mrs Ruggles takes in laundry... Yeah. And I think she just does it at home. I don't think she goes out to the laundrette to work. Look, she just does it at home. Um, She gets the kids to help her. Well, she gets her oldest girls. Okay, so that is my most critical memory of the book, is an awful incident. (gasps) Where
0: Lily Rose irons the silk petticoat.
1: Yeah. And it shrinks. And it shrinks. And I I mean, I can hardly handle an irons to this day without worrying whether a piece of fabric could literally shrink in front of my eyes. Mum. Yeah. Are any of your pieces of clothing made of artificial silk? I remember that it was important that it was artificial silk. Are any of them made of artificial silk. I, that's what I worry about when I get the R now. I think, is what is this? Is it artificial silk? Does that mean nylon? I don't know. But anyway, because the, the trauma of the thing was, of course, it wasn't um, Mrs. Ruggles' own slip, was it? It was no. a client. And it was her best customers. So that's something I strongly remember. I'm sure that there are more amusing stories. I remember um, telling you last week that I thought there was going to be fun stories. There are. um, And less dramatic than the ironing incident. Um, So what do you think? I thought it was
0: really good. I've told you this before. I can't remember if it was on the podcast or not. But I love... A book. If it's not in a series, then I love a book that has lots of different short stories, so I can pick it up and go. Right, chapter nine. Yeah. E- even if I've not read chapter seven and eight.
1: Yeah. So we have done a, a couple of books like that on the podcast, and I wonder if that's maybe not a coincidence. Maybe I like that sort of book too when I was. Yeah. Maybe. 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 Yeah, I mean you said that about Little House in the Big Woods. Yeah. Little well, House in the Big Woods too <laughs> I can't think of any other stuff. I'm sure. I'm sure you said it about something else. Anyway, um tell us more about what you liked about it, apart from the fact that it is episodic. Well, I like the writing style.
0: I thought it was quite have ever talked about the fact that at school where often they'll go like, I and I want five interesting openers in this paragraph
1: yes you do talk about that
0: I, I, this is very simple language I mean it's language that suits the time period that it's written in and that it's set in but the adjectives and the verbs um, she's not afraid to literally call a coat red she doesn't need to call it a crimson silk petticoat she can call it a red coat that's While light. it's shrinking before her very eyes, it was a green silk petticoat. I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like it's just very simple. It's a good, it's a fun read to read. It's not scary at all, unless you're a two year old and you take things like this very seriously. Um, and yeah, it just, it's lighthearted. Who are the children like? They're good. They're kind of, they're. They're they're cheeky, but they know when to stop. Like they'll go, "Oh, but you're allowed to," but you know, say it's actually a serious discussion. They'll hold back.
1: For the parents, like,
0: hmm, they're not. I don't know. I think Mrs. Ripples, I'm gonna call her Ripples, is featured in the book. A little bit more often, I think, she's often getting the children into trouble. Well, like she's telling them off for things, I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, she can get really quite angry over little things. And then, but you know, she, she is like a nice, sweet-hearted person, I think.
1: What did you think about the big family?
0: I thought it was a, a big family. I mean, it didn't... I I don't know. Maybe because in books there are quite often big families, but it didn't seem unordinary, extraordinary.
1: Oh, that's interesting because the blurb focuses on it being, you know, unusually large. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> when the book was written, it was thought to be quite groundbreaking. It was published because it described the children
0: who lived in the poorer areas.
1: Yeah. Did I tell you that? Uh, no, but it's actually
0: written here. Let me. Even Garnett, e- Eve Garnett, an illustrator by training, wrote *The Family from One End Street* because she wanted to give ordinary children from the poorer areas of London some stories which reflected their own aim of life, their their own way of life. They, she aimed to show that they didn't have to have that they didn't have much money. They could, but they could still have fun. That adventure is within everyone's grasp. And though written for social purposes, the lasting quality of the family from One End Street is that the children are convincing and their adventures are warm hearted, dramatic, and entertaining.
1: Well, the what i was going to tell you to be honest uh what so what did you think um were they warm-hearted yeah as i said
0: they were like they were just supposed to be a bit fun rather than they weren't supposed to teach me any like moral life lessons about how you know something's wrong they weren't linked to religion in any way like apparently Narnia is. you know they, they were genuinely oh that's actually quite a good idea wrote it down
1: okay. trimmed it a bit took out the exciting openers. Right. So, uh, so at the time the book was written, so it was published in 1937. 1937. Um, and at the time the book was written, a lot of children's fiction featured middle-class children doing middle-class sorts of things. Like, for example, I'm going to name those walkers and becketts and swallows and <laughs> Yeah. So, taking out boots. Um. Yeah. So, interestingly... Because, you know, the walkers go and buy themselves a boot for their summer holidays. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if we think about um the children in Enisbet, I think they're quite well provided yep. with nannies, servants, that kind of thing. Um, The Phoenix in the Carpet. Oh, yeah, right. Five children Mm -hmm. in it. Yes. But another large family. The would-be-goods. You haven't read that one, I don't think. Um, I should read it. Books are back! (laughs) (laughs) Eve Garnet had... She was an artist. Yeah. She was uh, asked to go to the East End of London to make drawings for a book written by a woman called Evelyn Sharp, who was a suffragette. And Evelyn Sharp had written a book called The London Child, and Eve Garnett went to make the pictures. And it was that experience that gave her the idea of writing a book for or about children from a different sort of background. But this
0: isn't set in London.
1: No, she didn't set it in London. She set it um, in her own hometown where she mm-hmm. grew up. Yeah, exactly. Ottmar. Ottmar? No, I think Ottawa. she. I think she's kind of given it a fictional name. Oh, okay. Uh, she comes from Lewis in Sussex, which is south of London.
0: And is it in the book called it Otwell? Am I getting that right? I'm not sure. Otwell on the ouse. Okay. Because it's the honour of her. Okay,
1: cool. So, the reason I mentioned Arthur Ransom was this book was turned down by publishers who thought that it wasn't suitable for children but how well it, because it was unusual
0: okay
1: it really was groundbreaking i would describe that as literally the most appropriate book for children i have ever read do you think it's for slightly younger children than you no yeah. no yeah, you're enjoying it yeah so but when it was published it was a great success and it won the Carnegie Medal, which had only been running for a year. And, and it was first won by Arthur Ransom. And the, the first year it was won by Arthur Ransom for his sixth book about the Walkers and Beckets, and Post. Is that the one that you refuse to let me read? No. Pitch and Post is the one where they um, are camping out up the hill behind the Blackett's house, and the farmer is really concerned about them setting fire to the moor side, but at the end of it, someone else sets fire to the moor side and they put the fire out. I don't remember that one. It's all about, it's all about going mining and it's about sending homing pigeons back to um, Begfoot to take messages to Nancy's mother. Okay. It's a good one. I mean, it's a good one, but I, I, think... I
0: think I might be merging it with the one where it's. Just the blackouts and um it not that.
1: Um, and their friends have picked some martyrs. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, quite a, quite a quite a contrast between those children adventuring about in the Lakeland landscapes, and the Ruggles who are in town, mm-hmm. and not so much adventuring about as making their fun in in town
0: not so much adventuring about says the woman about the kid who jumped inside a pipe so that he could be a stowaway just so that he could tell his new gang about it more. <laughs> so one of the adventures one of the children um desi- decides so there are two twins and they're i think they're called James and John and i think it's James decides that so they've become part of this gang called the Black Handed Gang, and they've got to do an adventure every week. And if they don't do an adventure for three weeks, they get kicked out of, of the gang for the next meeting. For four weeks, they get kicked out for the next month, and then for eight weeks, for six weeks, they are never allowed to come back into the gang again. Um, and for his first adventure, he decides he's going to be a stowaway, like he's read in all of his adventure books. And so he gets inside one of the pipes that's going on one of the ships, and he gets rolled up into the pipe. So you know that's not exactly an Does adventure. And up on the ship. Yeah, he ends up like at a port. Which port? Um, like the
1: port that goes down the river. So the ship moves off with him on
0: it. Yeah, and he has to come back with one of the um, shopkeepers.
1: Good grief, you'd think I'd remember that. Yeah. <laughs> is there, I'll tell you what I might remember. Is there a picture of the pipes being swung? Yeah, because they get lifted up. I Yeah, I do remember that. So we're talking about some kind of you know big um, clay drainage pipes or something yeah. like that, and they're in a sort of triangular group being lifted up by a crane, and he's in one of them, is that? Yeah. yeah I do remember that. So she drew her own pictures... That's they, not surprising. It's interesting. They they're in the same me.
0: style as Arthur. Anson. Yes, I. I've you seen know, they're that. not in
1: the right bits. Yeah, I was thinking they don't
0: match with the and they've got little captions underneath as well. I was thinking they're quite similar in style to his drawings. Does he have a list of the like names of the drawings? So, like underneath each drawing, he'll write something like Walker's and Beck t- Beckett sitting mm. on hill, um, and she'll write something like. She would sit back on her heels, lost in a daydream, and um, then at the front of the book, she's got a list of all the fo- of all the pictures and where she can where
1: you can find them. Does he do that? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe. Maybe that depends on which edition you get. I'm not. I'm, yeah. I I can't think. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Let's talking about editions. I wasn't able to find my own copy of this book. I have got copies here of the two sequels, which There are sequels. There are sequels. There's The yes! Further Adventures of the Family from One End Street. And then there's a book called Holiday at the Dew Drop Inn. Is it about the families from One End Street? Yeah. You like a sequel
0: to <laughs> it? I do, you but what... you'd feel like it'd be called like I don't know. The, families, the family from One End Streets holiday at the... Rather than, we're not entirely sure if this book shares any connection. We're just going to give it a go.
1: Take yeah, off. it was published a lot. It was published almost 30 years later. Oh, okay. Maybe she wasn't... just riding on that sequel crest of the wave there.
0: <laughs> Maybe she's just
1: going, on. I actually want to keep writing. I tell you what, I, th- this book has quite a famous fan and i thought i would just tell you what she said about it there's an author called lucy mangan who wrote a book about her childhood reading and i suppose really might be quite a good idea to, to read it um but i read an article she wrote about this one okay so she says in this article um which was part of a series that she published in the Guardian about making a collection of children's books and she's sort of recommending books that you should get and when she's writing about this book she says basically I had been reading Enid Blyton and I had very much uh, been stuck with The Famous Five uh, which I was loving but it did occur to me maybe I could read something else and it was this that was the first new thing she read. She says, there suddenly were the Ruggles family, two parents, seven children, all rendered equally lively and interesting, but all utterly different from each other and all utterly real. Episodically structured, it became therefore the first book that I loved for its characters rather than its plot. And it was the first book, not only for me, but for all of its readers, when it was first published in 1937 to make urban working class children its heroes. Some critics detected a patronising tone towards Garnet's characters, but others praised her for avoiding both sentimentality and condescension and replacing them with what one called a careful truthfulness instead. Not that I knew or cared about any of this at the time, of course. I just knew it was a relief to spend time with book children who, like me, had more experience of a world bounded by building sites, patches of grubby parkland and knackered working parents than they did of one strewn with rolling moors, Five islands and spies <laughs> which is a reference to to the inner Blython stories but at the end of the article she talks about finding out that there were sequels um and she's the holiday at the drew Inn. in she says it's even better this gave me a wholly misguided sense of life as a process of cumulative improvement well, um, would she
0: have been read- reading that when she was like 40.
1: No, she she's the same age as me, so they would, would all have been published by the time she read them. Okay, but
0: okay, so, so she she didn't read them when they were published.
1: No, no, exactly.
0: If, if someone who was eleven mm. read them, read the first two when they came out, yeah. would they be forty when, this, when the when
1: third one came out? I think they would be in their thirties. Okay, um, but this she says something magical about reading the secret the. The holiday of the Dewdrop Inn. She says, It was as if, with the story of Kate Ruggles' summer long stay at the Dewdrop Inn and her enthusiastic embrace of village life, Eve Garnett had peered into my mind and written down exactly what she knew would delight me the most. <laughs> That's cute. That's but really nice. nice. Yeah. So do you agree about the characters in the book?
0: Yeah, they're really real. It feels like, I mean, I, I couldn't, because I'm not brave enough, but it feels like, and I don't get freedom to do that kind of thing, but it feels like if I lived in Ot- Otwell on a house um, and I was actually a brave person, I, I would, you know, be the kind of, like, I, I, I would know someone who'd probably jumped into, like, a cargo ship or something. Well, is it real, then? Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Well, it feels real, though. Feels like you could accidentally or, um, shrink something while you were supposed to be doing your good deed. Yes. That's true. Maybe don't look at your
1: ironing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there an element of... When you talked about not actually having that freedom, is there an element of fantasy or... Sort of wish fulfillment in that part of it, or is it just that the it's set an... in a
0: time where you would have been given
1: that freedom? Yeah, is it just that it's old fashioned?
0: Yeah, it's just that it's set in a time where you didn't need to book your plate date three months in advance, and you, you could just literally say to your mum, Is there anything else I need to do? Because I've told Jane that I'm going to
1: her house. But then you don't go to her house, you go and climb on a cargo ship.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> Do you think we should give children more
1: freedom these days? I'm not so sure about that.
0: Mum, we live in Edinburgh. There's no cargo ships. Hmm. (laughs) An airport? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Mum. There were security (laughs) gates. (laughs) Oh, dear. Right, have you got a quiz? Yes, I do. (laughs) Security gates. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, so as I've mentioned wait wait
1: I need to read out a list of the children. A list of the children. Yes. Is it a list? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna listen carefully. Right. Okay the seven kids. Seven kids. Right, I'm learning. Three them. girls, four boys. I've got it. Okay,
0: so the first child is called Lily Rose and she's twelve. A couple of years after that, the next child's born and she's just called Kate. Just Kate. Nothing else. After that, I'm um, I'm not entirely sure how many years later, but there are twins born, and they're James and John. Okay, and um, then John no the next child become is Joe, but that's actually Mr. Ruggles' his first name, and so he is sometimes, especially by Mrs. Ruggles, because the other one's call him Dad, he's quite often called old Joe.
1: Okay. So
0: you know, it's not Joe. Yes, mum, yes, darling, like that. Um, then, two years younger than Joe is Margaret Rose, but everyone calls her Peggy. And then after, and then the youngest child, who comes years afterwards and is still a baby, when the book's set, is called Baby William. Well, William, but Baby William. Got
1: it. Thank right. You. On with the quiz. I'll just hang on to the list.
0: I'm ready. Right, so, question number one. How old are the
1: twins? Okay, so they're uh, eight. Nine. Nearly? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, no point. <laughs> why is, number two, why is Lily Rose called Lily Rose?
1: Because a Lily is Mrs. Ruggles' favourite flower and a Rose is Mr. Ruggles' favourite flower.
0: No. They were in London way before they got married, and they went to see an art exhibition. And Mrs. Riggles found a really beautiful painting that she loved, and it was titled "Carnation Lily Lily Rose." And they got, and she wanted to call their first child "Carnation Lily Rose," but um, Mr. Riggles says we're not calling our daughter "Carnation."
1: Yes, not quite so namey is it, as Lily and Rose? <laughs> yeah, yeah okay that's really nice but was that a hard question or no you could eat i could easily have remembered that okay right, i could good. definitely easily have remembered that sort of thing although i did not
0: and what is james normally called so i normally call james jim yes good job one point thank you <laughs> okay so i am still completely and utterly beating you to bits quiz wise yeah <laughs>
1: Anyway <laughs> When I was finding out about Eve Garnet Yep. I have two important things to
0: report. She was actually an undercover spy and didn't buy any of these books.
1: No. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Worth a try. Um one was I couldn't help, you know, finding some extracts from the books and so on and they were saying that the parents are meant to kind of funny. Did you find them funny? I don't know.
0: The books I read the, the things that I like, have met reme- the traps the that stood out that I've read have been the kids. Okay, They've not been the parents. Okay, well, I mean the, the naming of the children was quite fun.
1: Okay. But the other thing was I'll tell you who had a very interesting life was that Evelyn Sharp I actually spent quite a lot of time down the Evelyn Sharp rabbit hole. She wrote the book The London Child that it yeah. um, was the illustrator for, and she <laughs> she, as I say, was a suffragette. Yes. And that was she had quite an interesting. She was a writer. Why? Why a did she
0: care about the London children? She was f- f- she was fighting for women.
1: Well, I think she was a socialist as well, um, and she was a journalist, and God, she was an everythingist. Yeah. A, a socialist, a suffragist, I can't remember if she was a suffragette or a suffragist actually.
0: Um, Suffragettes were the ones who did illegal things and suffragists were the ones who did peaceful campaigns.
1: Well I think she possibly did illegal things because she promised her mother she wouldn't do anything that would get her arrested and eventually her mother said to her, look I'm going to release you from your promise and then she did do things that, that were illegal. arrested. Yeah. Um, so that was quite interesting, and I desperately um, draw the internet to find out if Eve and Evelyn um, ever met, but I, I couldn't find that
0: <gasps> Well, surely they did meet. Surely they didn't, you know, do their whole correspondence by post, you know, here are pictures. That's not quite what, quite
1: what I was looking for. Here are more pictures. Nope, still not that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's perfect. I'm, I don't see why you think that's <laughs> impossible. I'm sure that could I'm sure it just that could happen. Feels unlikely.
0: Maybe it's because I'm so used to the c- c- cozy atmosphere
1: of at the house. Yeah. Anyway, Eve. Her, although the pictures for this book seem very simple, I think she was an accomplished artist of so all kinds of things. not just line drawings. I think she had paintings exhibited and and, and sculpture. The other, and she did some um, mural work as well. I think for co- for causes for things she thought were you know important Maybe. 20th century spray paints yeah exactly anyway um have you anything else you want to share about this book don't think so i think it's a really good read i am keeping next week's slot open i haven't decided what the book's going to be yet um for various reasons i know well but i'm not going to necessarily share them with our listeners. But there will be another episode of Books Are Back with a surprise, a surprise book um on that one. So we'll uh, see you next. Time. Maybe let you know on our social media when we've decided what it's going to be, in case you'd like to read it in advance in time for next time's episode of Books Are Back. Okay, well that's all from us. Bye. Thanks for
0: listening. Goodbye.